What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the most polarizing and underrated actor of his generation, Shia LaBeouf, and the movie Happiest Season. But first, let's talk about the career of actor Shia LaBeouf. Like most people, my relationship with Shia LaBeouf's career goes back to the time where I was a child. This guy was the most famous child star on the planet. On the Disney Channel, he had the series Even Stevens. Everyone I knew watched that show and thought that that kid was funny. And then he made the jump to movies with Holes. Everyone saw the movie Holes over and over and over again. It's one of the movies I've seen the most in my entire lifetime. I've probably seen that movie from beginning to end at least 15 to 20 times. It is that big of a movie for kids of that era. And it was like this kid who's in this movie with John Voight, Henry Wingler, and Sigourney Weaver is the one giving the best performance of that movie. I mean, I still look at that movie and go, he's the thing that's special about that movie. Yes, that book is special, but that movie is special because of Shia LaBeouf. And then you get the movie, The Greatest Game Ever Played. And you look at those three projects and they're all Disney projects. And I just think that Shia LaBeouf was the original Disney kid. When I think about what I think of Disney kids, I don't think about Zac Efron. I don't think about Vanessa Hudgens. I don't think about those high school musical kids. I think about Shia LaBeouf. I don't think about the Sprouse brothers. I think about Shia LaBeouf. He is the original Disney Channel star. He was bigger than the channel. He became their movie star. I mean, so many of these other Disney kids only do like one significant project for that channel. Like, Hilary Duff is Lizzie McGuire, and yes, she had success with the Lizzie McGuire movies, but Shia LaBeouf outlasted even Stevens, he went on to do other big Disney projects like Holes and like the greatest game ever played. He is the most significant Disney Channel star of all time. And then he makes that rare transition into full-blown movie star in some of the biggest mainstream movies ever. Disturbia. I absolutely love Disturbia. This is probably the most underrated film that Shia LaBeouf is a part of. I absolutely love his performance in this movie. The fact that this was a hit film makes me so happy. This film is so good, and his performance in it is so earnest. It's so good. I absolutely love Disturbia. And then you get Transformers, which is probably, like Holes, one of those movies I've seen the most in my lifetime. I absolutely love the first Transformers films. And again, it's Shia LaBeouf that makes that film special. Then you get Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. Now, those two films aren't as successful as Disturbia or Transformers, but still, it's another sign of the growing movie star that was Shia LaBeouf. People seem to forget that he was on that path to be the next Tom Cruise or the next Will Smith, the next mainstream movie star, and he went off of that path. Now, again, a lot of that has to do with the lack of success of those two latter movies. Like, he gets so much blame for Indiana Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like, I get it. It's not a very good movie, but I don't look at Shia LaBeouf as the problem of that film. And he's not the biggest flaw of Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. The biggest problem with that film is the lack of character development from Michael Douglas's character. They didn't know what direction to go in with that character. I think Shia LaBeouf is fine in that film. And then we get to my favorite part of his career in these 
gritty indie films, he's become way more dramatic. This is the Shia LaBeouf that I love the most. Like, just watch that movie, Lawless. That is a star-studded cast. You have Gary Oldman, Tom Hardy, Jessica Chastain, Mia Wojcikowska. I mean, that cast is just so good. But it's the scenes between Shia LaBeouf and Dane DeHaan that are my favorite scenes in that film. And that friendship is what makes that movie special for me. And I think that's just an early sign of things to come for Shia LaBeouf, who's becoming a great actor. When I watched that movie for the first time, I was like, this guy is becoming a great actor. He's no longer just that Disney star kid. He's no longer just that movie star in those big franchises. He's becoming a legitimate actor. And then Fury happens. Fury is absolutely one of the best performances of Shia LaBeouf's career. It He is dynamic in that film. He is lively. That film co-stars Brad Pitt, John Bernthal, Logan Lerman, and Michael Pena. And LaBeouf is just off the wall intense. And those are my favorite actors. And those are my favorite performances. There's something about intensity that I find captivating. And that's what Shia LaBeouf is at his best. He is an intense person who is super captivating. And he's the most interesting thing on screen. In that film, he probably only has like 10 to 15 lines. But he is the most interesting character in that movie. And he's what makes that movie work. And then he gives maybe his most underrated performance in the film, American Honey. I mean, the relationship between his character and Sasha Lane's character in that film is amazing. He's a con artist in that movie, and he's so good at playing that. Yet, he can play a despicable character, but yet somehow you can see the humanity in his eyes, and you still root for him as a character, even though deep down, you know he's a bit of a despicable person. And the ending to that film is amazing. I mean, if you haven't seen American Honey, it's a super long film, but it's definitely worth it to watch Sasha Lane and Shia LaBeouf shine on screen together. Then in 2019, Shia LaBeouf has the best year of his career. He had an incredible 2019, starring in two independent films and two of the very best movies of that year. First off, with The Peanut Butter Falcon, it was a critical and financial success. I mean, this film stars Zach Gottsagen and Dakota Johnson. And again, Shia LaBeouf is so good in this movie. It's one of his best performances. And I think it shows all the best aspects of Shia LaBeouf's personality, more so than any of his other films. Like, he gets to be this rogue, likable character. Like, yes, there are some problems with his character, but again, you really root for this character because you know deep down, he's a likable person. And I think that's Shia LaBeouf's persona as a movie star. Like, we know that there are some issues there, but we can't get rid of him because of how talented and how, like, we root for him as a human being. Also, he has incredible chemistry with Dakota Johnson in this movie. I want to see them make more movies together. And then you have the film Honey Boy, loosely based on Shia LaBeouf's childhood, written by LaBeouf, and he co-stars in the film as a fictional version of his own father. This film is one of the best films of 2019, you get an incredible performance from Noah Jupe, but you also get an insanely heartbreaking performance from Shia LaBeouf. Again, to play a fictional version of his own father and he has insane amounts of chemistry with Noah Jupe, who you might have just seen in the HBO show The Undoing. He's also in A Quiet Place. He was in 4V Ferrari. I mean, this is one of the best kid actors working today. And again, he's the perfect person to play the fictional version of Shia LaBeouf. I mean, again, 
again, he's probably the most talented child star since LaBeouf, so it's so cool to see them work together. I think one of the most interesting aspects of Shia LaBeouf's career is this idea that we're done with him. We're like, we're over you. You haven't given us great art in so long. And then he comes back in 2019, and he reminds you how special of an actor he is. I get all the personal drama. I get why some people think he's annoying, why he's all consumed by himself. I get all that. He has been consumed by celebrity for most of his life, but I also think I have empathy for him, and I also just love him as an actor. Like, I just love the work. I don't care about the personal issues. I root for him as a human being because of how big a fan I am of the work. I'm such a fan of Transformers. I'm such a fan of Disturbia, and his 2019 was incredible, and I feel like he didn't get enough credit for it because of the backlash of his celebrity. Like, I think Shia LaBeouf is underrated because he doesn't get the respect he deserves because you only look at his backstory about being a celebrity. He's not a great celebrity, but what he is is arguably the best actor of his generation and one of the best actors of all time. When you watch a Shia LaBeouf movie, you feel like Shia is going through that experience in his real life. Not a lot of other actors make you feel that way. Like, they are actually experiencing what LaBeouf is going through as a performer, and that's what makes him so special and unique. And the best performance of his career, in my estimation, is when he played John McEnroe in the film Borg vs. McEnroe. No other actor could have played this role. Again, Shia LaBeouf was perfect for this role because of his intensity. There's some heartbreaking scenes in this movie when John McEnroe is on the phone with his parents. I thought Shia LaBeouf played that off so well. Again, I couldn't imagine anyone else playing the role of John McEnroe and not enough people saw this movie and appreciated the work of Shia LaBeouf and I feel that way about the most parts of his career. We only remember Shia LaBeouf's big movies like Transformers and Disturbia but a lot of people, the majority, are ignoring his work in these smaller Indies. I mean, his work in Borg vs. McEnroe is incredible, and it's the only thing that makes that movie worth watching. Shia LaBeouf's next film, Pieces of a Woman, co-starring Vanessa Kirby, is set to come out soon on Netflix. I just think Shia LaBeouf is one of the greatest actors of all time, and here are some movies you need to watch to appreciate his work. Even Stevens, Holes, The Greatest Game Ever Played, A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, Disturbia, Surf's Up. Transformers, Fury, American Honey, Borg vs. McEnroe, Honey Boy, and The Peanut Butter Falcon. Watch these films and appreciate the work of an extraordinary actor, Shia LaBeouf. He's truly one of a kind. Now let's switch gears and talk about the holiday comedy, Happiest Season. Here's a quick synopsis. Harper invites her girlfriend, Abby, to spend the holidays with her family in an attempt to get her to enjoy Christmas. The problem? She has not come out to her family, and they have to hide their relationship. This is a film I've waited forever to watch. I first heard about a gay comedy starring Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis and because of how big of fans I am of them as actresses, this was a movie I waited forever ever to come out, and I'm glad to say it lived up to the hype. I think it's one of the best movies of the year, and it's one of the best comedies to come out in quite a long time. Let's talk about all the things I liked about Happiest Season, and let's start with Kristen Stewart. She proves she's not too serious to be in a comedy. I 
hear that all the time. Kristen Stewart is not funny. And I think if you watch a movie like Charlie's Angels, you can come to that belief because of the use of her. I mean, Charlie's Angels is asking Kristen Stewart to be the comedic relief for that movie. In this movie, she just gets to be around a bunch of funny people and occasionally be funny, which she's capable of doing. It's a much better use of her comedic skills than Charlie's Angels. And what this movie does that Charlie's Angels doesn't is it lets Kristen Stewart be the movie star, not just be a supporting character. That movie tried to make Kristen Stewart a supporting character. This movie lets her be a movie star who occasionally gets to be funny. And again, she's been funny at times. Just watch the movie Adventureland with her and Jesse Eisenberg. I think that movie is seriously funny at times. This movie knows what it has in Kristen Stewart. It has a movie star. And it also has Mackenzie Davis, who I really like. She's so good in movies like The Martian and What If. Her best performance so far has been in the movie Tully. If you have not seen Jason Reitman's film Tully, starring Charlie Theron and Mackenzie Davis, what are you doing? Go watch that movie immediately. I think she's on the cusp of being a movie star. She was in the latest Terminator movie that didn't go so well, but I think we all agree Mackenzie Davis is a special kind of performer. There's been a lot of media criticism about the character that she plays in this movie, Harper, but nobody is saying that Mackenzie Davis gives a bad performance because she surely does not. Then you have Dan Levy who proves his comedic persona can be effective outside of Schitt's Creek. He's hilarious in this movie. It's the best supporting performance in a comedy this year and one of the best supporting performances, period. I would love Dan Levy to be nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. I don't think it's going to happen and again, this guy already got so many Emmys for Schitt's Creek, but I think it would be fantastic if this performance got accolades. This movie also has two really well-known comedic actresses, Alison Brie from Glow and Community and Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation and Legion. No one ever talks about how good Aubrey Plaza is in the show Legion, but first off with Alison Brie, I think she's so believable as the try-hard sister to Harper. She fits so much better in comedies than she does in dramas. Like, I talked about her in the horror film The Rental, and I didn't like Alison Brie's performance in that movie, but I thought she fits so much better in a holiday comedy like Happiest Season. She was just built to be a comedic movie star. And then with Aubrey Plaza, she's so good in this movie. It's not a big part, but she makes the most of it, and her scenes with Kristen Stewart are incredible, and so many people are talking about their dynamic in this movie, how her character should have been the one who ends up with Kristen Stewart, and I don't quite agree with those takes, but I do agree with the take that Aubrey Plaza should have gotten a bigger role in this movie. Let's talk about the director and writers of this movie, Clea Duvall and co-writer Mary Holland. They made a near-perfect movie with Happiest Season, and has a great sense of humor. There's one particular scene that I laughed out loud at, and it was a scene where Timothy Simons and Laura Laupkis play mall cops. It's hilarious. But what I like most about the movie is its sincerity and relatability. You don't need to be coming out to your parents to relate to this movie. Anyone can relate to this idea that you're trying to live up to who your parents think you are as a person. And that's what Mackenzie Davis's character, Harper, is doing in this movie. She doesn't care about her own expectations of herself as a human. She's caring way too much about what her parents and her siblings think of her as a human being. Even at her age, she's still dealing with that 
struggle. And I think that struggle is relatable, no matter if you're coming out as gay to your parents or just being a regular human being. This movie is really sincere and really relatable on a human level, and not a lot of holiday comedies are. And then you have the best scene of this movie where Dan Levy gives an incredible speech to Kristen Stewart that reminded me of the speech that Michael Stuhlbarg gives to the Timothy Chalamet character in Call Me By Your Name. That speech is so incredible, and this speech made by Dan Levy is equally incredible, and it's the reason why, like I said before, he should get nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Performance. I mean, that's what a supporting performance is. You're there for a bit, and then you have one scene where you completely steal the movie, and that's what Dan Levy did in that scene. It was so heartfelt that even if you were the Grinch, you would think that that moment was so special and unique. That moment was incredible, and I think it made this whole movie worth watching. Even though I liked the movie up until that point, that speech made me absolutely love this film and love Dan Levy's performance. That being said, there was one issue I have with the movie is I'm not sure that Harper's actions in this movie are easily forgivable, but I understand that it's a rom-com so that the two characters have to get together. Also, another nitpick I have is Harper's family reaction. By the end of the movie, it's positive about Harper coming out, and they are full of acceptance. And I liked it, but how realistic is it? Again, it's a feel-good movie, so it's going to end well for all, and I'm perfectly okay with that. And it makes the movie more enjoyable, but again, how realistic is it? And again, I get that these rom-coms are never realistic, and I have so many more issues with other romantic comedies that I'm fine with Abby and Harper ending up together and their families fully acceptance of that. Like, that's fine, but it's not really realistic of how I think that this would play out in real life. But overall, I really did enjoy this movie, and not a lot of comedies are shining right now, and in recent years, there haven't been that many memorable movies about the holidays, but this movie is the exception. For both, it's a comedy that will make you laugh, and a holiday movie that you will probably want to watch once a year. I think it's that good of a movie. So many people are talking about this movie. It's already become super popular, I feel like, and that that's a good sign that we are accepting of movies like this. That is a really, really good sign because I want to see as many diverse films as possible. I don't want to see the same old thing and Happiest Season is far from the same old thing. You get to see two gay characters fall in love and it's perfectly okay by the end and I think that's really powerful even if it's in a silly holiday comedy. The fact that well-known actors were willing to be in this movie is a really good sign. Kristen Stewart Mackenzie Davis, Dan Levy. I mean, again, these people are really popular right now, and they will get people to watch a movie like this. Aubrey Plaza, Allison Brie, they've been in some of the most well-known comedies. This movie is full of stars, and it will get people to watch this movie, and this movie is definitely worth watching. I think sometimes we forget that you can make comedies that are both funny and about something important, and I think this movie is funny and also about something pretty important about somebody accepting who they are as a person. Again, not everyone is in agreement about how this movie ends with Harper and Abby, Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart's character ending up together, but that's okay. I think it's fun for a movie like this to have discourse. I think it's fun that people will argue about this movie, and I think 
it's fun that more people will check out this movie because I definitely think this movie is definitely worth checking out. I definitely recommend you watch Happiest Season. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on actor Shia LaBeouf in the movie Happiest Season. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actress Tessa Thompson and the latest film from David Fincher, Mank, starring Gary Oldman. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 